Welcome to You Gotta Have Faith. What is faith? In Hebrews 11th chapter 1st verse, the Apostle Paul writes, Faith is the substance in things hoped for and evidence in things not seen. One playwright writes that it's believing you see white when your eyes tell you black. It's a belief when no one else believes. Dr. King says if you don't believe in something, you'll fall for anything. This is a podcast about faith. This is a Christian podcast where we share our faith and belief in God and also in mankind, the goodness and kindness in mankind. In today's world, we see lots of ugliness based on racism, misogyny, and age-old grudges. But there is goodness in all of us. There is goodness in this world. But it begins with our belief. you got to have faith. This is uh, June the 2nd, uh, 2018. I'm Reg Clay with (laughs) Craig Dickerson. Craig Dickerson here. Hey, Reg. Uh, Deb Carragher, our uh, good friend, is in Texas. This time it's Deb's turn to be in Texas with family. (laughs) So, uh, Deb, you're here in heart and spirits um, uh, with us. Yep. uh, As you're... Tune in. We'll see you soon, Deb. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, today we're going to tackle Hebrews, but uh, I'll open us up in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for waking us up this wonderful Saturday morning. We pray that you uh, help us as we look into your word once again to be uh, guided by uh, your word and uh, to shed a little light into our lives so that we can shed a little light into others' lives through your word. Uh, We ask that you guide our thoughts and our um, hearts as we speak your word to make sure that we speak truth, um, that we're not uh, misguided. And we pray that everything that we say and we do is guided by the love of you. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. So we're going to – you picked uh, Hebrews. You picked Paul's letter to Hebrews today, or or part of it, right? Exactly. So we're going to tackle – let me bring it up right now. I've got my trusty little iPad here. Here we go. By the way, uh, I have a type – so I have a physical Bible, obviously, but I have a – it is called – what is this? You uh, Bible. Hold on for a second. I'm going to have to edit, edit this out. You version. There's a wonderful app called the uh, the U version Bible. Uh, if you have an iPad or if you have uh, iOS, whether iPhone or iPad, you can download this. It's absolutely free. I think you get the King James version, and um, you can download other versions of the Bible uh, if you want. So. Um, for those uh, who are looking for a uh, digital Bible, that that'd be fantastic. Yeah, I think I got the 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 yeah, KJV uh, King James version. Yeah, yeah. Key, yeah, on 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 my on my Android. Mm-hmm. So so, and there's a lot of yeah, they're all free. <laughs> yep. No trademarks. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. When when there's no side hustle going on here. <laughs> no side hustle. <laughs> Uh, so we're going to focus on Hebrews 4th, chapter 9 through 13. We'll also tackle, we'll also touch Hebrews 4, 1 and 2. Matter of fact, let me do 1 and 2 first. Okay. Therefore, since the promise, oh, I'm sorry, this is the NIV version. Therefore, since the promise of entering his rest stands still stands, let us be careful that none of you be found to have fallen short of it. For we also have had the good news proclaimed to us just as they did. But the message they heard was of no value to them, because they did not share the faith of those who obeyed. Okay, so that is one and two. Now jump to nine. There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their works, 
just as God did from his. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will perish by following their example of disobedience. For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joint and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. So that's a mouthful. So. Oh, no, no, that's wonderful. There's so much in there. And I think uh, here we are in Pentecost again still. And uh, the last couple of weeks we have been. Mm-hmm. And uh, can you hear me? Yeah. And, you know, we're talking about, you know, I, I like that, especially that last uh, thoughts and attitudes. Of the heart. S- of the heart. Yeah. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, basically in Pentecost, you know, this is after – Christ's death and resurrection, and the apostles are out, mm-hmm. you know, putting pedal to the metal. That's right. I mean, you know, wearing out, wearing out the shoes <laughs> and, um, and working hard to try to uh, create the foundation of this, uh, of, this, of this church, of this Christian church. Mm-hmm. And so uh, you, you see a lot of, uh, you know, words of, some would say, kind of condemnation but also i think from paul especially words of encouragement that's right and trying to kind of like say like hey you know you know you, you guys need strength mm-hmm. and you know and we're here to give it to you, you know? that's exactly right and we were reading uh just before mike uh some of the history of the uh the epistle uh, uh paul's work paul's book to the hebrews the hebrews at this point are in a um a bit of a, uh, a crossroads because uh, they had expected when they heard the word. I'll actually read the uh, the the passage here. That uh, let's see here we here we go. Those to whom Hebrews is written seems to have been begun to doubt whether Jesus really could be the Messiah for whom they were waiting because they believe the Messiah prophesied in the Hebrew scriptures was to come um, as a militant king and destroy the enemies of his people. Jesus, however, came as a mere man who was arrested by the Jewish leaders and who suffered and even died under Roman crucifixion. And so they were like, yep. hardly the big badass they were waiting for, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. they, you know, they wanted, a, you know, they, they yeah. wanted a, a conquering king because that's what they were used to. Yeah. And I think they probably felt, hey, we were written a check. Mm-hmm. I think the check bounced. What the hell? <laughs> Screwed the pooch. <laughs> right, right, exactly. And Paul is basically saying, no, listen, uh, and I'll, um, so the book of Hebrews solves this problem by arguing that the Hebrew scriptures also foretold that the Messiah would be a priest, although of a different sort than the traditional Levitical priests. And Jesus came to fulfill this role as a sacrifice, a sacrificial offering to God to atone for sins well you know it's 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 still you know something that amazes and astounds and confounds people is Mm -hmm. like you know god shows up and says oh by the way i'm a human being yep just like you yep you know with all the frailties Mm -hmm. you know that you possess in order to show you yourself right or how you could be right or you know or or how you might be, mm-hmm. um, but also I think the main thing was to to show like 
I can relate to you. I can have a real relationship with you mm-hmm. now. Yeah. You know, even though, I mean, he is divine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he is more than human. Yeah. And and we we present him as mm-hmm. as king. Yeah. And as and as ruler of our universe. Mm-hmm. But the the point of it was is to is to make us feel like we belonged. You know, in, in similar company. Exactly. That we, we did you know, we didn't have to mm-hmm. you know, exist in a vacuum. Yeah, I get the feeling that the Hebrews at this time are introduced a very abstract idea mm-hmm. of what leadership is or who a leader mm-hmm. or the Messiah is. Yeah. You know, they they wanted a traditional leader, you know, what, who they've expected. Well, and, you know, we talk about, especially in that, we've, we talked off mic about the, that image of, you know, the sword, the sword of God. Right. The, that, that, that striking judgmental authoritarian, mm-hmm. you know, power. Right. You know, and I think that's something we today, you mm-hmm. know, feel, you know, yes, we're just simple human beings. Mm-hmm. There, there's an authority Whatever we believe that authority sure. to be, sure. whether we like it or not, respect it or not, yeah. embrace it or not, yeah. I think a lot of us look to that authority as like you know the proverbial father. You know, as yeah, it's kind of like that's not us. Yeah, you know, and uh, and we are mm-hmm. we're no match for that. Right. You know, and some people actually embrace that. I mean, we talked off Mike about Donald Trump. We talked off Mike about there's some uh, other churches. We talked last podcast about the reclaiming jesus movement and i mm-hmm. want to continue to talk about that yeah i'd like that to <laughs> i'd like to keep going i yeah. know you would too yeah bishop you know? michael curry who uh, presided over Meghan markle's wedding has a reclaiming jesus movement and they did the march last i think it was last thursday not two days ago mm. but last a week, week ago thursday yeah, yeah exactly which got no press coverage whatsoever mm, no. um, but they really want to sort of take take Christianity away from the religious right and focuses on a type of Christianity that is all embracing. Yeah. That's, you know, that's inclusive and based upon love for each other. Exactly. You know, and not some kind of exclusive kind of love just for a few. Right. And we get into abstract ideas of what love is and what true leadership is. It's very easy. It's, it's as easy as possible to just have someone tell us what to do. Hey, listen, I'm the boss. I'm the father. Do this, do that, do this. Don't question me. Obey. Mm-hmm. And some people voted for Trump for that reason. You know, they were like, well, you know, listen, Trump is like, he's a de facto leader. He acts like a leader. He is the leader. And he, and boom, he's just going to do things. We may not like what he says or does, but some people are very comfortable with that ubiquitous father figure. He is the father. And if you represent power and strength, even if it's not really power, I mean, you know, Trump always talks about how powerful and how great he is. Mm-hmm. And there are people who buy into it and they're like, well, I don't have to worry about it and I can just sort of, I don't want to call it laziness, but I think there is a laziness where you don't question authority, where you're like, well, hey, dad yeah. said this, yeah. so we do it because dad is dad. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I think... And I think that's what the Hebrews wanted. Go ahead. Well, no, I mean, they needed, you know, I mean, I think according to the etymology of why this was written, why, mm-hmm. why Paul wrote this. And yeah. They, you know, they weren't under any kind of like, you know, painful oppression. I don't think at the time they were being persecuted, but they lacked a, a sort of moral conviction. Mm-hmm. And so Paul used what I think is, especially in the second part of what you read, uh, yeah. the, the image of the sword. Yes. The sword of, you know, uh, cut, you know of, of God's 
truth cutting to the heart of things. Right. You know, and the ability to cut into your soul and mm-hmm. so forth. And and that's, you know, it's a really striking and almost violent image. And But we were talking about this all off mic, and it's just like this image can be looked at and interpreted in so many different ways. I know when we've re- when, when in past times when we've been reading the parables mm-hmm. and so forth and we say like okay there's this cast of characters and you know and in in a way we inhabit every single character in the stories. And in this way the 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 sword, the yielding of the sword, the cutting yeah. of the sword can be interpreted in so many different ways and I think should be because mm-hmm. it provides us insight as to, you know, you were talking before, it's like, you know, we depend upon these authority figures to, right. to like, do this justice, yeah. right this wrong, you know, present uh, our, you know, dominance over, sure. you know, other people who are wrong or evil right. and to Think do the right thing. But it's like, mm-hmm. do we yield the sword? Do we give the sword to another human being? Do we give them mm-hmm. the power to to make this authority for us? Do we assume this authority? And I, I argued with you, and mm-hmm. I said, yeah, all those things are kind of like tempting. Do we use this sword on And you said, do we use this sword, pick it up and use it on ourselves to examine ourselves, to cut into our own self? Mm-hmm. Or do we use it to go like and, and, and go to another person and say mm-hmm. like, yeah, you know, you – Got to get with it, man. You've yeah. wronged me, and right. you're, you're, you're doing the bad thing. Right. And I and I my argument was, you know, yeah, it it it, it kind of I can see all these various uses of mm-hmm. this of this of this uh, mm-hmm. of this scripture to kind of make these various assumptions about how you're supposed to, you know, mm-hmm. how how you're supposed to. You know, address this power, and I was just like, "Man, I just don't. I don't think that sword belongs to me. It is not my sword." Well, I'll tell I, you, I, you know, yeah. I have no right. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I know it's there, yeah. and I know it's powerful, but I don't have a right to give it to somebody, you, mm-hmm. to to you or another human being, and I don't have the right to take it either. Well, my interpretation, and as a kid, uh, we grew up, I think this is one of these uh, verses that I sort of grew up with, just like uh, Psalm 23 right. and Psalm 100. So, the, so you picked this because, you know, you, <laughs> you, had, a, you had a familiarity with it, right? I did have a familiarity with it, and it's fascinating, uh, your interpretation of the sword, because you're absolutely right. When I think about the alt-right Christian movement, mm-hmm. they look at the Word of God as a sword to attack other people, like I think of anti-abortion activists bombing abortion centers and killing um, people, ironically, to save life, the the yeah. uh, the unborn fetus and all that stuff. Yeah. And I want don't want to get into a debate on that. No, but I think about like what I witnessed uh, last week when I was in Texas, and mm-hmm. I and the Episcopal Church in my, mm-hmm. you know, in my hometown in Fort yeah. Worth, they've split. Yeah. I mean, where you know, you know, part of the parish went, you know, we're anti-gay women mm-hmm. being priests, mm-hmm. and the other part. The parish went like, well, we don't care, right? You know, we're <coughs> we'd like to see you know things be more progressive, yeah, or whatever. And and they're both using the word of God, right? You know, to kind of um, it really to kind of make their individual points. And I'm just yeah. like, okay, you know, half these you know bishops and priests or whatever think this way, and the other half don't. Yeah, and but they're both using the word mm-hmm. to 
defend their particular points of view. Right. And I'm my argument is like, well, I'm sorry, but that sword ain't yours. Mm-hmm. It doesn't belong to you. Yeah. I mean, yes, you are priests, and yes, you are bishops, and yes, you mm-hmm. make decisions, financial decisions, and and mm-hmm. and moral decisions, and you know, so forth about you know how things should be. Mm-hmm. However, you know. Uh, if you come at it any other way than humbly, right? You're you're picking up an authority. You're picking up a sword mm-hmm. that doesn't belong to you. You know, you're. I was telling you, Reg, mm-hmm. the sword of God's judgment is not something I have the authority to to yield. That's, I'm not. I'm not. I wouldn't put on this earth to judge people, mm-hmm. and just. Just as powerfully, I, I mean, I, I know that, and everybody can say that, and mm-hmm. say like, oh, yeah, that's right, Craig, yeah, that's cool. But the other thing that I've used that sword, I've picked up that sword, I've judged other people, but I've also judged myself mm-hmm. and, and and used it against me, and, and I got no right to do that either. Yeah. You know, I, I did. It happened, but it didn't lead to mm-hmm. me being, you know. Right, vindicated by anything. <laughs> yeah, it reminds, it reminds me of James. Um, there's a wonderful uh, verse: uh, "Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and He will lift you up." That's James four. Oh, that's sweet. Um, verse ten, and we're talking about humility. What you're talking about, people using the Bible to push their agenda. Mm-hmm. Uh, who knows? Maybe we're doing the same thing. Um, but it's possible. If we think about the sword as a two-edged weapon. That's being used, you know, like you talk about your church in Texas. You know, we're going to have um, uh, a lesbian minister. No, we're not. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. I mean, it, it, it's almost like a proverbial sword battle. Yeah, well, the, you know, they're both they're both using an authority that I don't think belongs to them. Right, and it, bel- it belongs to the it belongs to God. Now, granted, you know, God's not going to come down and mm-hmm. you know probably make everybody happy all at once mm-hmm. <laughs> you know with it with his judgment or his authority you know yeah. some you know reasonable people can disagree and they do right you know and i think humbleness is the key factor if the word of god can be used in t- is as a sword i think our humbleness is sort of the sheath you know the thing that if that, oh, that's a that nice must, image too yeah and i think you know the sheath is just as important to know that, you know, when we talk about God, we talk about God with pride because we're proud to be Christians. We're proud to know that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. But we're humble enough to know that we can't push our faith on someone who doesn't believe. I mean, you have a choice. I mean, if you're... Well, Jewish. tell that to Paul. He didn't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, for those who walk into the church, or those who walk into his, yes. you know, then, then the word is theirs. Now the Hebrews can choose not to read it or or not to read it, and yeah, I think I think that's Paul, true. Yeah, I wanted to talk about verse one and two because I sort of wanted to put it into progression because yeah. So verse one, um, he's basically talking about those who, um, who are who listen to the message but they don't take it in the, into their heart. Mm-hmm. You know, when I think about the Word of God, and as a kid, I was sort of fascinated by it because. The way that the pastor at the time, I think H.B. Hicks Jr., talked about it, we can't see God. You know, we don't know. Sure, you know, um, what's the guy's, what's the artist's name? Uh, Leonardo da Vinci. He paints God as 
white guy with a beard and you know thought and you know almost like odin yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um but this the the bible the the words that we read that's as close to a tangible representation of god as we can ever have I, in our lives i suppose but i you know like i I told you, you know, and mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, that I, you know, my my heart beats and I can't see it. Sure. And my blood pumps through my veins, and I, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't see it, but mm-hmm. I feel it. Yeah. I mean, it's reality that's happening. I mean, we look around like Deb will tell you mm-hmm. many times since she's been here. Yeah. She wakes up and looks at a, you know, a leaf, you know, yeah, on, right. on the tree. Goes like, <laughs> there he is. Yeah. You know. So like, I think we can feel and and see God. Yeah. You know, and and know that 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 judgment and that sword and that and that you know mm-hmm. power is we're part of that. Yeah, it's a, it's a part of our it's part of our DNA. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you know because and we believe and, in it. Yeah, you know, and it's just mm-hmm. and if you don't believe it in yourself, just like open your eyes and look at all the miracles that are happening and sure. and, and the you know the life and the and the mm-hmm. the pulsating light and life in other things and mm-hmm. birds and flowers and other people and mm-hmm. you know you know whatever i think i think you know we get so used to mm-hmm. you know our pain or used to right. you know mm-hmm. distractions or used to mm-hmm. you know other things that uh, we sometimes forget that you know no there's a there's a vibrant powerful mm-hmm. force and in us and everything, yeah. you know. And, you know, when Paul is talking, you know, we talked about how the Hebrews were used to, they had read, they had been following their passage, which is called the Tanakh, T-A-N-A-H-K. And that is uh, in the canonical collection of Jewish, te- those, that is the canonical collection of Jewish texts, which is also the textual source of the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. The Tanakh comes from the Old Testament, and that's the same thing that Jesus followed. When he was studying, mm-hmm. yeah, um, is he? yeah, the text. Yeah, he's a, forget he's a rabbi, right? Right, right, exactly. Right, right. <laughs> so, um, so when the Hebrews are like, "Well, wait a minute, how can we follow Jesus Christ when this is not what we had expected?" Paul is trying to get them to understand. Listen, the words of God and this Christian church, which comes from the Word of God, which is you know. Um, Jesus preaching to us, mm-hmm. and he is the Messiah who was sacrificed to us. This is a new interpretation of what leadership is. This is a new interpretation of what it means to to believe in God. God is not going to you know smite your enemies down in a blaze of thunder or whatever. He's going to work within us through the word, mm-hmm. and we will you know pass that word on. He's trying to get them to believe. So, so verses one and two. Is all about what do we do with this word? Do we either believe in it or do we not believe in it? So I'll, I'll read it again. Yeah, and, and and focus on that word rest because I think that's exactly. I think that's the goalpost mm-hmm. of his message in that first part. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Well, sure. So th- therefore, since the promise of entering his rest still stands, so we have the promise of rest. Mm-hmm. And when I think of rest. It's not just that we talked, well, I'm not going to get, I'll, I'll save my analogy for later. Let me just keep on reading. Right on. Since the promise of entering his rest still stands, that's the promise. Let us be careful that none of you be found to have fallen short of it. For we also have had good news proclaimed to us just as they did. But the message they heard was of no value to them because they did not share the faith 
of those who obeyed. And I'll just stop it right there. They didn't believe. We give. I gave you the word. I give you the. I use the. There's the, a little bit more too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it says now. Now. Um, well, it gets into some more stuff. Oh, if you're talking about the rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so let me jump there. Then, uh, so this is now verse nine of Hebrews four. There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God rest also rests from their works, just as God did from his. Mm -hmm. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will perish by following their example of disobedience. Yeah. So like the rest, that analogy of the rest is it's like the goalpost. It's like this is the goal. Yeah. And before it may have been just following, Mm -hmm. you know, and believing in in. You know, and being devout, mm-hmm. and that that was the and that's what's going to get you to, you know, mm-hmm. your your Sabbath, your rest, the time when you don't, mm-hmm. when you aren't toiling. Yeah. So, but th- but, but anyway, I mean, yeah. it's like, I think that inter- introduce Christ, yes, into this, yes. and it's it does become a little bit more immediate. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just something we're waiting around for anymore. Yeah. Um, now, Paul and the other apostles are going out saying, get busy, mm-hmm. get working, Yes, work and help others, work and help yourself, mm-hmm. work and help the world, Yeah, and then you can have the peace and rest that God had right, exactly. after he created mm-hmm. everything. You can you can enjoy that mm-hmm. peace and, and you know, that satisfying peace. Exactly. You know, but before rest. you get there... You have to first believe in it. You have to believe in, like, before I do the work that I do at my job at the DA's office, first I have to apply for the job. I have to want the job. (laughs) So if we are Christians and we talk about doing the work, we first have to believe that there is work to be done. We have to believe in the word. And that's what he's talking about in verse 1. There were those who heard the word and didn't believe it and didn't pass on that word. They were were non-believers. So you have to take in the word first before you can... Proverbially, they land the job. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. job. God always has a job opening for you. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's a prescription. And it's, it's it's a simple admonition, but it's yeah. it's not it's not. I mean, it's not by any means kind of a, a death threat. <laughs> it's oh, no, just like no, no, no. just get to work. This right. is how we do it. Right. You know, we we work. We we evangelize. We help mm-hmm. other people. Yeah. We we do the things that we need to do. Right. Well, this past week, you know, you called me. We helped out a friend. Yeah. And um, that friend was extremely grateful. We did a lot of hard work. Yeah. Um, about three, four hours of it. Yeah. But I tell you, after and then you and I hung out, and we had a wonderful time. Yeah. And we rested, and it felt fantastic. It's yeah. You said you you felt you felt it in your in, in yeah, your calves right. a little bit because <laughs> we were bending up and down, <coughs> and uh, I was like, wow, I guess I got to work. <coughs> you know, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's a side benefit. Benefit, but there have been times where I've rested without working, hmm. where I'm just vegging out in the uh, in the bedroom watching YouTube videos and I haven't done a damn thing. And sometimes I feel guilty because it's like, wow, I could have done something. That's not, and, and then you don't get a really good kind of rest. You're kind of fatigued or whatever. You're not really. Your body's not tired. Right. And, and your mind's still wandering. And, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, and, you know. and plus you eat junk food and, you know, you get, well, hey, I don't even go there. Okay. But, um, <laughs> but there's a difference between the rest without working and the rest you get 
after you've done a lot of work. Yeah, or, or talk about your garden, you know. Oh yeah, I like I like to sweat. I mean, I like physical labor because it get you know it brings me closer to that kind of like. Now I'm gonna have a good night's sleep because That's you know right. you know I've been out sweating. That's right. You know, and the same thing at work. You know, mm-hmm. where I work, it's very physically. You know, it, need, mm-hmm. it, it needs me. Yeah. It, it, it requires me to be like real. Real alert, physical, mm-hmm. and, and agile, and mm-hmm. thank God I can still do that, and I hope I can continue. Yeah, because you know it's satisfying to me. Mm-hmm. You know, and and you know helping out like today after I leave here, I've got the food pantry. That's right. You know, and and we're going to be feeding uh, families, and uh, awesome. and then and for about two or three hours. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I'm going to be exhausted tonight. Yeah, <laughs> but you're enough. gonna feel good. You're gonna feel good. Well, yeah. I mean, I did, you know, it keeps you off the streets too. Yeah. You know, and and you know, uh, I I need that mm-hmm. uh, in order to you know kind of like you know keep my mind from going to you know the dark side, mm-hmm. which you know is always tempting. Well, sure. Always tempting. Yeah. You know? Well, uh, well, I mean, you think about what's happening out in the world. How many folks are actually doing the work? I mean, if you believe in God, if you're a Christian, then it, it stands that there is work to be done, uh, whether you want to acknowledge that. No one, no one else to be told, hey, I'm pointing a finger to you. You go and do the work. I mean, but yeah. there are times where we see that someone is in need, and there are times when someone calls out to you. I, I believe that that's when God is speaking to you. Like when I got the text from you, hey, our friend needs help. Yeah. Like, okay. Hey, it's time to step up. I said, let, yeah. me, let me get off the bench. I said, Rich, you, you want me to volunteer you? Right. <laughs> you volunteered. I, you know, I could, I could have been. I know friends of mine who will be offended. It's like, who do you think I am? I'm to work? I'm. This is yeah. my day off. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, got, I got I got things to do, man. Right. Exactly. I got life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but um, when you step up to do the work, um, whatever that work may be, someone is calling out to you. Um, I happen to think, just because this is how my mind thinks, that is God's way of contacting you, touching you, saying, hey, you've read the Bible, you've gone to church, you fellowship, you do all this stuff. Yeah. Time to get off the bench. Yeah. Okay. Like I think about the NBA Finals, you yeah. know. Um, <laughs> You're on. The Warriors, you know, they beat the Cavaliers, and uh, but you need bench help. You know, Steph Curry can't do it all by himself. He needs to yeah. use the bench. And every now and then, you can watch a bunch of folks out in the world doing God's work. Every now and then you get a tap on your shoulder. Time to step off the bench and see what you can do. Yeah, well, the, you know, there's always stuff to be done. There's yeah. A, there's always stuff to be done. Yeah. yeah. So, and that gets into uh, the Sabbath rest for the people of God. Clearly, Paul is talking about there's a promise. And he mentions a promise. Yeah, I think he mentions it a couple of times um, in the very first verse. Therefore, since the promise of entering his rest, that could be heaven. That can be um, just the rest you get after helping someone. But there's a promise, and the Hebrews are looking for rest mm-hmm. from what they're going through. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, there's no guarantee, but the the idea being, and, mm-hmm. you know, I, I mean, you felt this and I feel this, is that, you know, you do get some kind of satisfaction. Yeah. You know, when you're, when you're, when you're trying to, do the do the works. Yeah. Do the works. Help. Mm-hmm. And when, when do the works, I mean, like you know, you know, guide yourself in some kind of, some kind of spiritual way that is not self destructive towards you or another person. Mm-hmm. Try and think of things in a different light that doesn't involve 
you know, their pain, mm-hmm. but uplifting their pain or being aware of their pain. That's right. And aware of, of your role right. in that and how how you dress to be sensitive That's right. to those things. I mean, you know, the works don't have to be just getting up and, you know, scrubbing, you know, a floor or mm-hmm. something or sweeping, or, you know, or mowing the lawn sure. or, 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 you know, throwing some money in the plate. The works are an attitude. Mm-hmm. And when you when we talk about in that very last verse, we're getting there. He he um, he's he talks about the thoughts, your thoughts, mm-hmm. and your attitude. And by attitude, that implies not only what you think, but what you do. Exactly. You know the you know the way you the way you go about it. Not just intentions are great, mm-hmm. but and thoughts are good. Thoughts are great, mm-hmm. but. The attitudes you have. That's right. And uh, try and be sensitive to not hurting yourself in any kind mm-hmm. of awful way. Yeah. And, and try to understand that, you know, it's not your job to hold that sword and, 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 uh, and, and judge someone else. It's not your job. You know, your attitude and your sensitivity towards others mm-hmm. could be in what you do for them. Mm-hmm. But it also means that how you approach them as a person. Yeah. No, you're you're absolutely right. I still believe my, you know, you and I have different interpretations of what the sword represents. Yeah, well, I think it's I think it's remarkably an open image. I mean, I can like see all kinds of different things. Sure. But yeah, you have a but you you see it as the word. When you you talk about the thoughts and attitudes and there's another version that I remember in my head, the thoughts and conditions of the heart. Mm. But it talked to me as a child and it talks to me now as an adult. Um, my actions are guided by what's inside of me and mm-hmm. what do we put inside of me. I mean, the word of God, like I talked about junk food earlier today, mm-hmm. um, what we put into our bodies will represent, you know, what comes out of it or, you know, what, what we become. Um, Not to be too graphic. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. But we know about if we eat healthily, then we'll have a healthy body. Right. If we eat junk, yeah. then we'll right, have right, a junky right, body right. and all I that stuff. <laughs> um, we talked earlier about, I think, the last podcast about Roseanne. Uh, and, a little bit. Uh, yeah, and I know, you, I know you, you're like, hey, it's refried beans. We don't want to talk about that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I never was a big fan. Neither I, was I. And I never really thought she was that funny, but it's just not my sense of humor. Sure. Man, I, I grew up on Hee Haw, and so, well, <laughs> right. listen, I mean, I'm not yeah. I'm not saying, you know, yeah. I'm above it, sure. you know, or that, like, I, I need, all, I only need highbrow stimulation. I understand. Well, hey, I, listen, I looked at Benny Hill. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 you know, you know, you know potty humor and sure. you know, Beavis and Butt. I mean, we all laugh at that stuff. I know. And and some people are like, oh, that's horrible, and think mm-hmm. Roseanne's just like horrible, 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 bad, ugly yeah. humor, yeah. racist you know, yeah. hillbilly redneck shit, mm-hmm. and other people think that she's hilarious. Sure. And uh, all I'm saying is, like, you know, all this hoopla about her. I mean, it's just, it's just her shtick, folks. It's just her, you know, it's mm-hmm. just her persona. I mean, who knows how she really is? I mean, she may be that person, yeah, or she may not. Yeah, you know, it may be just her, mm-hmm. you know, her. Like I said, her, her character. Yeah. Uh, and, you yeah. know, people, yeah. people, celebrities. Do that. They, they they market themselves. They market themselves a certain way. I mean, Kim Kardashian was at the White House. <laughs> you yeah, discussing discussing in a prison reform. you can't say it without laughing, can you? <laughs> and somebody say that it was hit and miss because uh, he did release because neither one of them knew what they were talking. About. <laughs> 
but everyone has an image. But I, but I am fascinated how she never thought that her sending that tweet would have the ramifications that it did. No, I mean, you know, we live in a society now where people will blow th- blow blow shit up and you mm-hmm. know and and make it into. You know, like like our president makes anything you know mm-hmm. into something it isn't. You know, and, sure. and you know, truth or lies, and mm-hmm. lies or truth, and you know, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, this to me, you know, I thought I was a snore. Well, you know, who cares? You know, mm-hmm. I'm. I know people are very very offended by it, and I'm not saying it's not offensive, right? But I was just like, you know, it's really not worth my time, right? But I, I thought it was kind of funny that you know, you know, I, mm-hmm. you know. A A B C or what did Disney or whatever just dropped her like a hot potato? I mean, well, sure. Yeah, well, they yeah. recognize there's another audience th- that actually brings in as much or maybe even more money. Yeah, the redneck audience wasn't worth the mm-hmm. wasn't worth all the heat. Right, know? exactly. You know, and the, the when I talk about it and people are like, okay, what does this have to do with Hebrews? But if you think about the thoughts and conditions of the heart, what you say, like so, Ro- Roseanne said, oh, it was the ambient. I was delirious. I what didn't know what. But seriously, I mean, you know, even if you're just flat out drunk, whatever comes out of you comes from, you know, whatever's in your mind. You know, yeah. when I'm drunk, I don't talk about racist stuff because I'm not a racist in, in, in my heart. So it's about what you put inside of you, yeah. what you read, what you what you take in. All of that stuff comes out. You think you can fake the funk. But um, and that's a famous phrase that my dad uses. Fake, fake the, the funk. Fake the funk. Yeah. But I mean, like. Dating, like I think about dating, like I'm a single guy, and everyone puts on their best, you know, performance <laughs> in front of the woman and all this stuff. We're dressed or whatever, but it's only a matter of time where no one reveals themselves, um, whatever that may be. But when we talk about the Word of God being living, so my interpretation of the sword is sort of like a mirror. It's not a weapon to be used against someone else. It's something to be used within ourselves. If we have something that's bad or, or what have you, uh, let's say, you may say, well, I have some prejudicial thoughts. Like I have a friend of mine, I have a, uh, a Chinese friend of mine who had said some really horrible things on Facebook about black people because she jumped on a bus and there was a bunch of young kids that were just, you know, sort of enjoying life. They're 18. I remember when I was 18, I, you know, was just springing with life and had no awareness of everyone else around me. It was just me living. Mm-hmm. She got offended, and she was like, oh, my God, these black people on this bus, you know, why can't we? They move to the back of the bus or whatever. Uh-oh. <laughs> and this, is, this is someone who had only been in America for okay. like 10 Apparently years. Apparently she didn't know it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly the, the, the impl- impl- implications of Exactly. Oh, Lordy. You, step, oh, you don't know Lordy. the third rail until you step uh, on it. Oh, yeah, there. really. No, but, you know, we, you know, to me, I mean, I say things I regret. Yeah. I mean, I do. I mean, sh- and every time I do, I feel like I've picked up that sword, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and uh, you, know, you know what your intent is, right? You know that that. Oh, uh, my intent doesn't have anything to do with it. it. It was, it was my, you know, assuming that I, I own this. I, I have the right to say these blunt things, or to feel this, you know, particular passion about how I feel, and to, and to say like, no, I'm right, you're wrong. I'm going to show you. I'm mm-hmm. going to say these things. I'm going to pick up this sword and just say like. Hey, this is how I'm doing it, man. Yeah. You know, this is how I feel. I don't care what happens or what are, you know, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm disregarding, you know, yeah. your, your feelings about what I'm about to present to you. It's just going to happen. Mm-hmm. Let the chips fall where they may. And, and to me, you know, that's me. 
picking up that sword and you know really kind of like mm-hmm. I don't I mean, good things may happen I may be right justified or I might just find myself you know mm-hmm. you know just wafting it around the air like an yeah. idiot you know well, and a like nobody, nobody really needs to listen to that shit crack there's a difference you know? having a rational discussion and having a rational debate even if you're using the Bible as yeah. a, a context that's one thing yeah. but to say something for the explicit purpose of shaming someone for belittling putting down someone oh no and I mean, it has no foundation whatsoever it just feels uh, good yeah it's like a, a, a verbal fart yeah exactly <laughs> basically and that's usually how it's perceived yeah. <laughs> you know? and it stinks yeah and it pushes people away yeah and usually after you someone farts if you're polite you say oh excuse me yeah i mean to yeah that happened yeah <laughs> and to use this per- this wow this analogy of the fart okay. it usually comes we're, from we're, eating something oh my god no, okay okay that's it that's it we're, <laughs> i'm going back to the sword and you know need a but different image the, you know paul, <laughs> paul you know he he's clearly talking about this is the word of god this is the bible God has given us this Bible. Jesus has talked. He's 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 given us the uh, the parables, the um, his reflections, his debates with the Pharisees. All of this has been written down by Matthew and Mark and Luke and John, and it's there for a purpose. It's a book, and we have this book. What do we do with the book? We read the book. Um, Are we just going to read it? Well, no. I mean, because the Word was made flesh. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, when we when we talk about the Old Testament mm-hmm. and we talk about the New Testament, we talk about Christ, mm-hmm. and in the in the Christianity, which makes it sets it apart from uh, mm-hmm. you know other o- older parts of the Bible. When the Christian, when 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 Christ came, I mean, he said, "I am the Word," and and before and I existed even before I you know stand here in front of you. I existed mm-hmm. as the Word. Mm-hmm. He was the embodiment of that text, mm-hmm. and then became that text made flesh, that text alive, mm-hmm. not just words on a page mm-hmm. or, or, or a dictum to be followed, mm-hmm. ju- not just that, yeah. but as something that lives and breathes and talks and farts and, and, you know, and does right. everything mm-hmm. that you and I do right. in order to kind of say, like, okay, we – uh, God and, and and the Holy Spirit has set themselves apart from you, mm-hmm. and that's received, and that's you know brought about such results as we have now. Sure, here is a different way of kind of like mm-hmm. you know becoming more attuned to to sure. to to, uh, mm-hmm. to the goodness of 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 yourselves, the yeah. goodness that the goodness that yeah. this world wants you to be. It's 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 a it was a way of kind of reestablishing a, a tighter mm-hmm. and more visceral kind of relationship. Sure. In the Old yeah. Testament, God was a burning bush. He was a man high on a uh, thing high on the mountain top. Yeah, you know, and, but in the Old, New yeah, Testament, he's among us. Yeah, he, was a, he was a white bearded guy that you looked at from very, very far away right. and tried not to piss off. Right. <laughs> the <laughs> father will strike you down <coughs> if you disobeyed. <coughs> And now he, in the New Testament, he manifests himself as a flesh human being who can take the pain that we take. Yeah. That who bleeds just as we bleed. Yeah, and who wanted and desired, you know, 
of a relationship just the way we want and desire yeah. relationships. It's and and not just on a superficial level, right? You know, or not just on a you know kind of like, um, you know, some kind of contractual agreement, right? It was a new covenant, a new agreement, right? An agreement that in, that had much more interaction than ever before. Mm-hmm. And what was what's difficult about the fact that yes, Christ lived and yes, Christ died yes. is that now <coughs> the apostles have to go around and convince everybody that this really happened. Right. And not you only know? that, the fact that Jesus is not here physically is a problem for the that, Hebrews. That, yeah, it would, it kind of, it, you know, it you know, kind of delegitimizes it a bit because once again, it seems like words on a page. Right, exactly. You and know? so Paul is saying, listen, we know that Jesus ascended to heaven. He's not physically here. It's sort of like a child saying, well, mom and dad isn't here anymore because yeah. I'm out in the world. Mm-hmm. Or, God forbid, you know, mom and dad has passed away. Well, I like to use the analogy of being out of the house. Yeah. You know, so you're not there. I keep on thinking about the 30-year-old who's still in the house because he doesn't want to leave. Right. You know, the Hebrews wants a physical presence. Paul is saying, listen, we have the book. We have this book here, and it's time for us to read this book, to take it in. And for us to work, do the work, mm-hmm. so that you can have that rest that you want. Yeah, and and, and well, you know, we talk every week about what faith is and what belief is, mm-hmm. and it's there's no guarantee. That's the that that's true. I mean, you know, there you, you know you can you can believe and 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 try and do the work, but there's you know there's no guarantee that you're going to you know see or or hear you know you know. All the all the all the things that you know you want. I want to see. I want to hear. I want to mm-hmm. sign. I want. I want some feedback here. Mm-hmm. God, whatever. Mm-hmm. There's no guarantee of that, and 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 we. So we do. We have to throw ourselves out there mm-hmm. <laughs> in spite of. That. Yeah, and you know when you and I were talking off mic, you were sort of caught into the whole. <coughs> there, there's no guarantee. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, when we take this proverbial sword, which is the word of God, yeah. what are we really saying about ourselves? Are we saying that we are the the knights of Christ (laughs) (laughs) and who will, and of course we don't want to make these great assumptions about ourselves. I totally understand that. I do believe God has given us a gift. This, this word that was written thousands upon thousands of years ago, but we're still using it right now. And when I was, you know, doing Bible study when I was a, a kid and when this was preached to us, you know, he was basically saying, listen, the word is living right now. There's a reason why it's been passed on from generation to generation because it still works. It still has an answer for us. Right. Or, it, or it leads us, in, in my respect, mm-hmm. it leads me to, to to many more interesting questions. Well, sure. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm, I'm fascinated by it. Yeah. And I, d- I don't know how long that's going to last. You know, yeah. I mean, but I, and I hope it continues. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this book, I mean, it's, it's not Shakespeare. It's not a cookbook. No, it's not, um, sometimes it's a little dry. Uh, it is a little dry, yeah. but it, it still has meaning. And I think, you know, God has given us to to use it, to interpret it, and to be humble with it, you know, that we don't prick and kill or, you know, damage yeah. someone. Yeah, it. I mean, you know, we're... we're, we're, we're you know, like I said, I'm new to this. I mean, sure. I'm, I'm uh, and I'm, I'm not trying to be scholarly or mm-hmm. or didactic, you yeah, know, about it. You know, this is just this is more about 
discovery and mm-hmm. and exploration mm-hmm. with me, but it's also, I believe, ha- you know, I, you know, this I'm searching and, but not just in vain. There's a furtiveness about it. There's a mm-hmm. there, you know, there is not really a clear goalpost, mm-hmm. but I can see that I'm not just doing it, you know, just. Mm-hmm. You know, for no reason at all. Sure. You know, there's 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 the fellowship. You mm-hmm. know, we share here. Yeah. You know, as well as, you know, like I said, it keeps me off the streets too. It keeps sure. me keep, yeah. it keeps me trying to be positive yeah. about mm-hmm. you know my daily life. Right. You know. And when we talk about judging, of course, we're not judging. We don't have the authority to judge. But in the second half of Hebrews four twelve, it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. I'm talking about the sword again. It, which is, I'm interpreting it as the word of God well, or, or the Bible. Yeah, or the sword. Or the sword, yeah. Or God God, mm-hmm. God itself. So when I think about it judges, God is looking into my heart. Yeah. Um, and through the Bible. I mean, when I read when Jesus says, love your man just as you love me, if you love your neighbor— as yourself. Uh, as yourself. Yeah. That's a challenge to me. I've got to love people that I may not want to love. Oh, yeah. You're supposed to love people you don't want to love. Exactly. It's just like what uh, Bishop uh, Curry had said. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's mm-hmm. true. It's it's a, it's, a, it's a jagged little pill sometimes. It's, uh, or a jagged little sword. Yeah, or a jagged little sword. But when I look at the it, yes, I'm grateful for it, uh, that it judges Mm-hmm. Because judgment in my hands sometimes isn't very good. <laughs> in fact, in fact, mm-hmm. when I step up and think that I I have the I, mm-hmm. I, I'm self righteous and and I judge mm-hmm. other people or I judge myself harshly, guess what? It doesn't come up all rosy, mm-hmm. you know, and it gratis, gratifies me to know. That it's not my job. Mm-hmm. It's not my job. It, it, I'm not put on this earth to tell you mm-hmm. or anyone else what they should or shouldn't do. It's, I mean, I may have opinions. Mm-hmm. I mean, hey, you know. Right. Hey, Reg, you know, Taco Bell ain't going to help, man, let That's me tell exactly you. Right. But, you know, it's like I'm not put on this earth to, mm-hmm. to tell you that. Exactly. You know, I mean, I, you know. Math, I, Matthew 7, <laughs> 1, 3 says, judge ye not, that ye not be judged. That's well, the I mean, word it's of Christ. like, you know, it's not our job, That's you know, right. and it's in, 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 in this one, it's, you know, I think it's the sword's job. And, it, and when we pick it up and we utilize that sword mm-hmm. and we try to, to cut through the, the bad things that we <clears> interpret <throat> in this world and say what's what and, what's, yeah. and, you know, set it aside and say this is the right shit, that's the wrong shit. Mm-hmm. You know, we're taking a lot of authority, I think, that doesn't really belong to us. And that separates us from, I think, the religious right. Who does? Who has the opposite effect? They, or that separates us from it. the way we adore and idolize celebrities or authority exactly figures right. and exactly give them right. so much importance. That's exactly or right. We, or when they fall and do, mm-hmm. you know, when, when they fall things, you know, when, mm-hmm. they, when they fail yeah. and say things or do things that we find deplorable mm-hmm. or, or distasteful, we're so ready to jump up and go like, aha, right. we judge you now, you did this terrible, right. terrible. I mean, you know, it's just, 
It's a great interpretation. It's it, such horseshit. You know, when you focus <laughs> you know? on it, the it. Yes. Not I, not you, no. but it. It. It's not you. Yes. And it's not it's not others. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's 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 the power of and you call it the word. Mm-hmm. The power of the word. I yeah. call it. I call it. <clears throat> you know, a power that doesn't that that I don't understand. I know exists. Sure. I know the sword is there as mm-hmm. an image, and I know just, but I know it as much as like I know, you know, my heart, mm-hmm. is, you know, is pumping. Or I know that yours is, even though I don't see it, I believe it, and sure. you know, I see the evidence of it. Sure. You know, so it's like I don't need a direct line of this to kind of make it make sense to me, or to make mm-hmm. it worthwhile as a as a as a living metaphor. Right. You know, just as I don't have to like. You know, need proof right now. Mm-hmm. G- give me your hand so I can feel your pulse. Well, sure. You know, well, I mean, I, you know, yeah. there's enough evidence. You yeah, know. yeah, of course. There's enough evidence. When someone know. tells you they love you, you don't have tangible evidence. You have to go by the circumstantial evidence, by what they do and what they say and whether it rings true, whether it resonates. We never really know, and we're challenged that every time. And we never even know, you know, how. Right. Or do you love me the way I want to be loved? Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, are you are you just guessing? Right. You know. <laughs> so you know that and that changes and um, but when and I look at the last verse, everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him whom we must give account. And when I think about a sword, well, I actually think about sort of a um, a surgical blade. You know, sometimes. <clears throat> Bless you. Bless um, we're laid bare. We're we're cut open. We're exposed. Yeah. And uh, when I think about me giving myself to God, to Jesus Christ, I'm exposing myself. When we, when we um, baptize ourselves, we're in that pool, yeah. um, clothes off. Mm-hmm. We, part of us has died, and, and another another part of us is reborn. Yeah, I think of, uh, you know, we're so concerned about what's true and what isn't right now. Sure. Well, truth, 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 and it's yeah. like, man, especially in this. The crisis that we live in today, where mm-hmm. truth is like never really something that tangible or mm-hmm. under or, you know, or even believable, right? You know, or it's all argumentative. And mm-hmm. then this verse, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you're exposed, and every truth is true. Mm-hmm. The truth about you, yeah. The truth about your relationship to the to mm-hmm. to God, the universe, or whatever yeah. that is that is made plain. Mm-hmm. You know, but only. Because of it, not because of you. Right. It's only because of this higher power. And I think that's where a lot of people have trouble, you know, mm-hmm. believing in God. And they, and sure. they, because they're like, well, what if there is no higher power? Then they're, well, you know, yeah. what different? I mean, and all I got is all I got is my truth. And that is the abstract thing that the Hebrews are sort of debating, uh, wrestling with, mm-hmm. and that Paul is trying to get them to understand. It, the truth has to come within us if we take in the Bible. And, and read it. He clearly talks in verse 1 and 2. There are people who don't believe at all. Yeah. They gave them the word. They were like, eh, it's just paper. So yeah. forget about it. Nice story. Yeah, nice story. But where's your guy? Right. <laughs> yeah. Where's your man? You know, yeah, every right. man's got a man, right? Yeah, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we talk about the works. For those who do believe, they do the work and they have their rest. And now this is about the word of God, looking within ourselves. Looking within ourselves and you know, when, when the Bible speaks to us, like that verse about Jesus, you know, loving your neighbor um, as, as, as he would love their neighbor. Mm-hmm. This is the true thing. That is a challenge. And if we can't do that, 
then we have to look at ourselves and say, why? What's wrong with you? Why would you say that Valerie Jarrett is compared to Planet of the Apes? Or why would you say the things and then, you know, recant it or whatever? What's in your heart? If you want to really change, if you really are, consider yourself a child of God. What, what's stopping that path? This is, what the, this is what the Bible does for us. This is what it does for me. You know, when I, you know, if I just arbitrarily say that I'm a Christian and never read the Bible, what foundation do I have? Just, you know, like there was one time I went into a church. It was one of these holiness churches. Uh, a friend of mine, a lady friend of mine invited me there. They never opened up the Bible. They just were into singing. I mean, they, they, there were some wonderful gospel songs, but I was like, okay, where's the word? Where is the foundation? It wasn't there. Well, you know, it, I mean, it just it might as well just been a concert. Well, I mean, maybe you know, again, uh, I can't judge. I mean, I know people who you know all mm-hmm. they do is like you know, you know, read tarot cards and mm-hmm. that, that tells them how they're going to how they're supposed <laughs> to feel and you know, well, sure about yeah. about life's decisions and, yeah. and and whatever moral past they take. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like I could sit there and sneer at that and say like you know it's ridiculous. And maybe I feel that way. Mm-hmm. However. However, yeah, um, it's <clears throat> not my place to do that. Yeah, it's not. It's it, uh, you know, it's not my place to do that. Yeah. And, when, and if I start doing that, mm-hmm. you know, you say the sword is is to 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 uh, examine yourself to yeah. to use you know use God's power mm-hmm. to examine yourself. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying like, you know, I'm trying to do that mm-hmm. while I l- take it out of my hands. Mm-hmm. And hand it over to God's hands. Mm-hmm. It's it's a bit of a struggle. It's like I'm arm wrestling with it. I'm gonna give, give me that sword because yeah. I got an opinion about this. This yeah. is this is you know, and you know I'm arm wrestling. It takes a lot of effort for me to kind of like say like it ain't mine. It ain't my judgment. I can't be doing this. I yeah. can't be doing this. Yeah, I don't want to, you know, if I if I seem that I was judging the, the holiness church or the woman or whatever, all I'm saying is if you're going to believe in something, it has to have a foundation oh, yeah, no, no, no. for it. Yeah. Yeah, but you never know. I mean, maybe all that singing, you know, you know, made, made them happy enough to, uh, you know, mm-hmm. to get about their lives and when you, work when you, for them. You when know? you're talking about wrestling with God, it reminds me of um, Genesis 32, Jacob wrestling with God. Um, do you, are you familiar with that? No, no, no. See? Uh, <laughs> See? So <laughs> Genesis, Genesis 32, Jacob uh, got up and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his 11 sons and crossed the ford of Jabbok. And hold on, let me, let me, let me quickly get to it here. After the itinerary. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Jacob left alone in a man. Okay, so this is Jacob 32 chapter, verse 24. So Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him till daybreak. When the man saw he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, Let me go, for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The man asked him, What is your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, Your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, for you have struggled with God. And with humans, and have overcome. <laughs> okay. So when you talk about wrestling with God, I mean we we're talking about reading the Bible. Yeah. And 
debating within ourselves, okay, what does it mean and what does it mean that I have to do and does it mean that I have to judge people? Well, maybe I shouldn't judge people, but wait a minute. Are we supposed to hold people accountable yeah. and not? And yeah. I mean, ministers go through this. I'm sure. Do you tell your prisoner something or are you? do you have to be humble? And so there's a wrestling. I'm sure. And, and people, they come to each other. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they, they're afraid about their faith. They have like par- parishioners coming to them going like, Oh man, I'm losing my faith. You got to do something, Father. Please, please, sure. you know, do something. You know, I mean, this is not. This is probably not new. Yeah. And and they they go to their priests and they go to their you mm-hmm. know spiritual leaders because they can't get the answers from within. Sure. You know. And and we can say, well, I know you come to me, or I know you're, but it's not for me to say. You know, you could just go ahead and do whatever you want to do. I mean, I think that if I read the Bible. Even though I may not be a minister or you're not a minister or whatever, we can still share the word. Oh, and sure. say, listen, this yeah. is what I believe. Well, that's what we're doing. Exactly. You know, I mean, uh, maybe in a very naive sense, but yeah. I, I think it, I think it, you know, I think it provides, you know, mm-hmm. you know, some some value. Sure. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking. And I, I think that um, it, it is an. It, it, the interpretation of the sword can be a malleable, uh, uh, you know, a hard, yeah, uh, you know, hard pressed thing. But I think it's more of a reflection of ourselves. Mm-hmm. The sword in the Bible does not penetrate others; it penetrates ourselves, mm-hmm. and I think that's what the focus is. I think God's judgment is probably for you and me and everybody around, and exactly. you know, and you know, our, our entire world. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. and and the way we. Uh, the way we interact with ourselves and each other and our and mm-hmm. and this planet, yeah, you know, I mean, that's God's judgment. It's not ours. Yep, I mean, we don't have a lot of control over it. So, mm-hmm. you know, I I just assume let it let it not be mine. Yep. Although I'm not successful, I must say I'm not successful all the time. I will <coughs> pick up that judgment mm-hmm. and make it sometimes. Yeah, even though it the the results can be you know, rather not so great. <laughs> yeah, well, as long as we're humble. If well, humble, you know, just recognize it when it happens. Yeah, exactly. Try and recognize it when it happens. <laughs> and with that, let's uh, shut it. Let's close it up. I think we had a good, good discussion. Good <coughs> yeah, we look forward to Deb coming back next week, maybe. Uh-huh. Yeah. And we'll, yeah, it should be a nice summer. Mm-hmm. I hope everybody has one. I mean, can can I pray us out here? Absolutely. Um, dear Lord, thank you once again um, for letting us come and uh, and have some fun and uh, and. And some lively conversation and some thoughtfulness. We pray for everyone. We pray for ourselves and our loved ones and our and the people we worry about and the people we you know don't know and you know have yet to encounter. And uh, when we think about you, uh, we think about a peace that is beyond our understanding. That's bigger than us and kinder than us, but still resides within us. And we thank you for that. Thank you for all of this and every day in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Well, Faith is a podcast open to anyone. You may not believe it all. You may be Muslim, Jewish, agnostic, or atheist. You may have had a horrible experience in the church, which has made you turn your back on God. You can still have faith. We ask that you listen to this podcast, even challenge us. Write us up on Facebook or SoundCloud and share us share what you feel. Don't feel alienated because we speak of what we believe. The Bible has been around for thousands of years, and even now, in the age of the Internet and social media and great technology, it still has a message for all of us.
You can listen to this podcast on the Apple Podcast app or on iTunes. Just open up your iTunes app, click on store, go to the search engine on the upper right-hand side and search for you got to have faith and you'll find us. If you use Android, download SoundCloud, SoundCloud or just go on SoundCloud.com. Search for us and you will find us. Thank you for listening and God bless.